0: Here, it can be the first title. I'm not sick. I'm not the one that has to pay for it.
1: Very true.
2: (laughs) Titles, go. (gasps) Trump in his office.
1: Shirts versus skins.
2: Hate putting on my pants. Sabak means zero.
1: Price you out of getting hammered
0: that kind of white trash
2: orange a-hole Mandoa tats do better hat toucher she has eyebrows now (laughs) the gargoyle
1: king all right let's do this
0: warning What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned.
2: Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Hot. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. And I'm Gov. Kev. All right, shirts versus skins. Go! Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what's got wait, you geeked?
0: Wait, I'll tell you, I'm excited. Uh, and Paul, I'm sure you've already heard this, but um, Kevin Owens called out Steve Austin, and he is going to be at WrestleMania 38. And dude, am- we don't
1: do spoilers for freaking
0: stuff anymore for
1: no, I'm just kidding. I'm referencing two days ago. I'm referencing what I did to you last week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah,
0: I'm very excited about that. You know, Steve Austin, you know, was my favorite wrestler, um, you know, as, as growing up a young adult and all that. And, you know, it's been 19 years since he's actually wrestled a match. This probably isn't going to be a match. He's going to come out there. KO is going to probably say some shit to him. He's going to deliver a stunner, drink some beer and make everybody happy, but it's exciting because every year, there's a rumor Stone Cold's going to do something at WrestleMania. And every year it doesn't happen. You know, he still shows up on, you know, for like anniversary episodes of Raw and shit like that. But it's just exciting that he's going to come back. They're in his home state. And uh, I'm just pumped. It's going to be great. I can't wait to hear that glass shatter.
1: Right. That's going to be cool. Um, I did see that part of it Monday night. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. So they can go stunner for stunner. So
0: they could, well, you know, here's the thing. Um, they could go. All they have to do is he comes out. Kevin Owens says Texas sucked, sucks. He gives him the finger, stuns him, drinks some beer, and that's it. Or he could give him a good beat down, do the stunner, and, and go on. Here's the thing: we've seen, like Edge, come back after ten years from a neck injury, yeah. and he actually healed. Career-ending like, well, yes. neck injury. Yes. No, and he's in full swing now. Um, we don't know the condition of Austin's neck. We know it was a real thing, mm-hmm. but. He, here's my thought on this because this might not be a one-off Austin wouldn't want to come back and do anything but a perfect performance or at least something really good for the crowd. Here's the thing. Steve Austin's much like Hulk Hogan. He's got three moves in his repertoire. Okay. Yeah. He's got, he's got the Luthes press. He's got a body slam and the stone cold Stunner, and, and that's oh. all he, uh,
1: and the walk it dry the in the corner uh, yep, the, yep, the stomps. Yep, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's about all he's got anyway. Mm-hmm. If he really wanted to, I'm guessing they could probably bring him back. It could either be a squash where the other guy doesn't get anything but punches in, so there's no worry about you know him taking any bad bumps. Or if it's heavily scripted, there may be bumps he can take safely. Like, for instance, I don't know that a body slam is that bad for the neck, you know right. the way they, they spread it out. I mean, definitely he's not going to be taking any pile drivers or anything involved in the head. But I believe, considering how good he looks, and if he's really been rehabbing that injury, he's probably like Edge in a condition where he could if he wanted to. Um, when he gets back in that ring at WrestleMania, that's probably going to light the fire a little bit. So yeah. I, I don't know. Before this, I didn't think that we could see a final Austin match, but I, I personally think it's possible if they script it right. It's not going to be long, it's not good, but it doesn't have to be. Right. Uh, I, you know, I, I think maybe we might see that maybe not at WrestleMania, but it could happen
1: it's i'm I'm hoping and it might this like like you're saying this may leak over into the raw following that week, like the next day or
0: yeah, two days well, later, depending
1: I, on when this shows up, which one the, the
0: only reason I don't think that they're gonna do a full-on match here is that if they were he'd be tra- he would have been training for the past six months. I mean, I guess we don't know that he hasn't been right but The rumor is that this was kind of a, a recent development mm-hmm. um i don't think he would come back for one last match unless he had had, had time to
1: build try. up yeah yeah that's very true
0: but you know i mean i don't know i mean I, do you watch uh his podcast or any of the other stuff he does no
1: i haven't checked I, it he out He
0: looks like he's in fantastic shape
1: mm-hmm. i mean
0: he, he really looks slightly older than the last time you saw him in the ring which is crazy
1: right but he I, only... I didn't realize it had been 19 years
0: 19 years that's insane The the at WrestleMania. Yeah. And, and, and if, if his neck can be protected, I don't have any doubt that he could go one more round.
1: Right. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it.
2: <clears throat>
0: my turn? Sure. Yeah.
2: Do it. Oh, all right. Yeah, no, I'm just uh, happy for the changing seasons, actually. Yeah, since it's been summer here for the last week and a half. Wait, it was summer for a day here. Yeah.
1: I, I so wouldn't I can, call the rest of it summer. Um, and
2: I can see my grass in summer. It's too warm for me.
1: Anything above like 50 is warm. I, I wanted to go back to wearing my shorts the other day. and Kristen called me an idiot.
0: I did. And we sat on the porch and I, I fired up the smoker. Well, actually, I think I used it as a grill that night. But. Yeah. I've been wearing my shorts since
2: uh, mid-February. Well, mid-February, yeah.
1: Well, I was in February, too, for a couple weeks.
0: Outside? Well, yeah. you were on oh, yeah. vacation. I mean, Kevin, <laughs> Oh, yeah, you- well. Yeah, because I'm usually—I mean, I'm—I hate putting on my pants, but I mean, other than that—that that, you know, Sunday, Saturday, or Sunday, whenever it warmed up here, I mean, it hasn't really been warm. Actually, it's not the the temperature; it's if the ground's sloppy with snow yeah. or with slush. Then I, that's when I don't do the shorts because I can't wear the Crocs either.
2: Yeah, because those holes in it, and yeah.
0: And then your feet get slippery, and then you're just fucking—you know—eating concrete.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. I
0: don't wear Crocs, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm that kind of white trash. I wear Crocs year round. If I could.
1: (laughs) Um, I have Crocs, but they don't look like Crocs. They're like slip on boat shoes, versions of Crocs. We got them the last time we went to Florida. Um, so yeah. And those were the ones I was wearing when I, when I busted my ass in the video (laughs) I shared with you guys.
0: Perfect. You know, I, I hate socks. I don't like, I don't like wearing socks for two reasons. One. When I wear socks, my feet sweat like crazy. I end up getting stinky feet and all that. The other thing is I'm fat and they're fucking hard to put on. So when I discovered Crocs, I was like, holy crap, this is like the best of both worlds. I don't need to wear socks in these shoes and my feet are aired out. My feet don't stink. Uh, you know, it's the best of both worlds. I mean, if I could go barefoot, I would but, you know, no yeah. shirt, no shoes, no service.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I wear my Cro- I will only it, it's Crocs and then I have boots for the winter because if it's not appropriate for me to wear crocs, then I need to wear winter boots. There's no in between.
1: No, have you ever considered buying a white pair of Crocs and uh customizing them so they kind of look like Jason's hockey mask?
0: That's fucking stupid, Paul.
1: So is wearing I'm Crocs, kidding. but come I'm on. kidding. I'm kidding.
0: No, no, I've I've seen those online. Um I never oh that's a of- thing? Yeah, I've, I've seen. Oh no,
1: no, I thought I just had a brilliant idea. Fuck. But <laughs>
0: you know, here is the thing: I don't want to like draw more attention to it than I already do. A fat guy, long hair, big beard, wearing shorts and uh, Crocs. I mean, it's just it's it's like a it's like hey, paint me a picture of someone who's never going to get laid, and that's what they would paint is me, what I normally look like. Um, I don't want to draw any more attention to it to it than I have to, but I am not going to stop either.
1: Okay. okay, fair. I'll give you that.
0: People customize all sorts of footwear. I know.
1: As a matter yeah, of fact, you know what? You can... yeah,
0: I, I, have, I have a history here, though. Let, let me explain this. I used to buy Doctor Who t-shirts. I loved it. You know, once Doctor Who came back and I could actually find t-shirts, I actually had one made. I started every time I wore the shirt out, somebody was like, oh, nice t-shirt. Oh, you like Doctor Who? And it was like, you know, For years and years of my life, I loved Doctor Who and there was no one to talk to about it. So I finally said, "Okay, that's fine. Now I'm well adjusted. I'm married. Everything's good in my life. And those weird, creepy people I used to be are coming out of the woodwork and want to talk to me in public. No way. Stop touching me. Get away. I go to the mall, grocery store. It didn't matter. So I'm like, fuck it. I no longer want to draw attention to myself in any way, shape or form. It's just weird. I never draw positive attention. It's always negative or weird attention. Sounds Paul good. can attest. You can attest yeah. to this, Paul, because were you there? Were you there? You were there in the bathroom at that convention that one morning, where, where I took a dump, and the guy next to me said, "Nice one." <laughs> Remember that? Everywhere Vaguey. I go, I have a laundry list of weird bathroom experiences, Kev. It, it just—I don't know what it is, but I attract fucking weirdness. Wow. Well, okay.
1: Uh, you win so anticipate some good stories coming out of uh, our appearance in august because some weird shit's going to happen to him
0: it always does so looking forward to it
1: i can't Why wait <laughs> you have to go out in public again
0: it Sucks. you know i mean i like shopping but i mean if, if i could just stay home all the time i would i just fuck everything else
1: um, but since I brought it up, um, sci-fi horror fest, you see the new celebrity announcement.
0: Uh, I did. Um,
1: and I'm wondering uh, if I'm going to massacre the pronunciation on the last name.
0: Go for it.
1: Richard Mazer Mazer
0: Mazer. Sounds good to me.
1: Mazer. I, I think it's Mazer. I thought um, it
0: was Masur, but,
1: <laughs> um, I I'm excited about it because I'm a big fan of Stephen King's it and he was he played the adult version of Stanley Uris in the uh the 1990 original version of it
2: hmm.
1: um he's also done some other really cool stuff he was in uh John Carpenter's the thing played Clark um he was the dad in the Mr. Boogity series of movies um for corbs he was uh he was on MASH so oh yeah by the way Corpse isn't here again.
2: Who was he on MASH?
1: He was Lieutenant... Let me scroll down, because I wrote it down. uh, Digger Detmuller. I think it was one episode.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Just saying. Um, uh, I'm told he's a super, super nice guy. uh, Very accommodating with fans. So I will probably bring my excuse me my copy of it to have him sign it
2: well he's got a lot to live up to because i gotta tell you the the guys you met from clerks um and from comic book men in uh, saratoga they were awfully nice they were just very uh, they went out of their way to be friendly and accommodating to you and pictures and and you know ming he just he was just fantastic so yeah. he's, he's got a lot to live up to if you're going to say that about uh, him.
0: That's unfair, though. But, you know, Paul kind of had a previous relationship there. But not yeah, with all I mean, of them. Not, I mean, not with true. Shiafo
1: or with... um.
0: One or two
2: people recognized him, but not all of them.
1: Yeah. I don't think O'Halloran remembered me. But
0: He would have remembered you if you'd brought up Grizzly Adams, I'm telling you.
1: You're probably right.
2: Ming remembered you. Yes. Oh, he, yeah. he remembered you. Uh, that shook me hug? a bit.
1: Not as not as much as it shook me the first time, Hugh. But I, I don't I don't know what you did to him, <laughs> oh, you
2: know, but
1: I hung out with him all night.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: All sure over Bo- um Buffalo.
2: You hung out. No yes. question about it.
0: You know, in all fairness, I can't dispute um Kevin's uh you know um, what what he's intimating there because I, I know you were there, out, but I wasn't there.
1: No, you were you were Knee deep in garbage cans, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. We damn near killed you the night before because we walked all over Buffalo looking for Chinese food.
0: Yeah. After I'd already walked all over Buffalo.
1: All day. Yes. Because I was yes. at work. <laughs> right. um, but enough reminiscing. That's not what we're here for. Um, the other thing that's got me geeked is I- I'm I'm finally ready to pull the trigger on my next tattoo. Um, I finally finished the design, and I'm actually going to reach out to my guy tomorrow, I think, and get the appointment ready. Uh, I think it's going to be really cool. It's 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 going to have some really nice, cool personal touches to it. But and I'm excited for you guys to see it once it goes. Um,
2: so so it's a geek pod, a geek pod logo with a mustache.
1: No mustaches, but I intend at some point to add the geek pod logo to my my sleeve when I when I continue to build it um this one incorporates the kids and all that
0: nice you know i thought about doing that and then i couldn't think of anything about my kids that would make a good tattoo and then i realized i don't really like my kids enough to get a tattoo of them anyway and then i realized i'm just selfish and this is how life is it's
1: i mean i get that too i don't, i just don't want to give away too much but there's there's more to it than just talking about the kids um You'll see. I can't really describe it without showing it to you guys, and I'm not ready to do that. Yeah. I will. I will. Uh, I, I'll debut it on the on the show probably when it looks all nasty when it's fresh.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Where are you getting um,
1: it? Um, it's gonna be on this on my left arm. I haven't decided the exact spot yet, but I'm gonna build off of the one I did for Madison and make that a whole sleeve. So it's gonna be lots of stuff in there. I think one of the other. Um, elements in it because i'm serious about the geek Pod logo that's going on there i think i'm going to do um the rebel logo from star wars that's going to be in there um i've got a bunch of ideas that i want to put in but i've got to i've got to talk to my guy rob and figure out how to do it so it looks cool and unified and not just a bunch of random images thrown together so <laughs> that's my plan so, all
0: right
2: I think all of your writing should be in that Rebel script.
1: Uh, in uh, Arabish? Yeah. It's funny you say that.
2: Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know anything. I don't know He nothing.
1: doesn't. No. And, and and you're not 100% correct. You're close.
2: Hmm. Mandalorian? Mandoa?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh,
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really got to crack that freaking dictionary open.
1: <laughs> uh, moving on. I, I think we all, we all hit it for what's got us geeked now, right? All right. So, uh, guys, what you playing? I have
0: some big stuff this week.
1: I bet uh, you do. I know what oh, came out yesterday.
0: Yes, and I have been playing WWE 2K22. And uh, I will tell you, Paul, um, right out the gate, uh, better than 19 better than definitely better than 20 um what they said about this game it was going to be pick up and play even if you're not a gamer even if you're not like hardcore and do it you should be able to pick it up and intuitively start playing and I, let me tell you something i did something in this the first time i played that i haven't done in any of the other games which is kick out of a pin nice and win a match is I, it I is have... it
1: back to button mashing now
0: uh, well you can change it there's a button okay. asking to fill up the meter but you can change it to the time to game if you want to so they gave the people who like the way they used to do it the option which i think is is the smart move yes but this really is i mean I, i'm having a blast with it um there are some drawbacks as to how much fun i can have with it which i'm going to get to uh, but i want to talk about the good stuff first uh first of all there is a tutorial with that drew gulak who i guess works for wwe i don't know i've never heard of the guy uh maybe he's not even there anymore like half the roster in the game but um It starts off and he gives you takes you through this uh, tutorial. And in this tutorial, uh, he's talking to you and they're giving you – he's like, okay, press this, this, and this to do this kind of a combo. And basically walks you through it. It takes 10, 15 minutes. And by the end of it, there you go. I mean, it's it's a lot deeper than that. But you can actually, after doing that, you can go right in. And I did and won my first match um, without any issue. I've also noticed that there is some back and forth with the AI because I could be totally kicking ass and then – it fights back and it fights back good, but not enough to make me really lose. It, it, it's really more of the give and take, you know, the push and pull of a real wrestling match. Nice. So that's, that's, that felt organic, uh, which was a first. The other neat thing is that I started playing Ray Mysterio showcase, which is where it, before each match, there's a video of him talking about this, this particular match from his past. And then you get into the match and as you're going, it's giving you up in the corner, these things, these, things you're supposed to do which basically mimic how the match went um so you just start off with it you don't have to do it you could just do it and win you just fight and win but if you follow these you unlock stuff but what's really cool is for instance there's god damn it shut the fuck up can you hear that get in here you stupid orange asshole ah so he's got trump in his office (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I didn't even know this happened, but th- this threw me tonight. So I'm in this match. It's Rey Mysterio against Eddie Guerrero from Halloween Havoc. WCV. Nice. And there's a point where I've, I've done some of the things that it tells me to hit some of the spots. And then I hit this one spot against the rope. And as Ray dives out of the ropes, it switches to full motion video seamlessly. And then they're fighting on on the outside. with the actual match as he's talking about what's happening here. And then when when Eddie throws him back into the ring, it seamlessly again transitions back into gameplay. It's wow, it fucking wild. I did, and I'm I'm looking forward to the rest of this showcase because that's really cool. It's it's almost like a. Uh, a history mo- mode almost or a history lesson so it's 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 more than just hey wrestle these 10 matches and unlock shit uh that's really neat um
1: that is cool so now, i've got to ask you if there's some some of the matches from wcw um was it during the era where they took his mask off of him so like are you playing as ray without a mask
0: i have not yet i don't know if that's in there i um, hope they I, don't I, well, that, well that
1: was such a huge misstep
0: and this is supposed to be his favorite matches
1: okay so that's probably cool good yeah
0: these are the the ones that he thought made him a star Uh, okay good so it's just really neat getting the history you know of this not just before and after the match but during which i wasn't expecting when that happened i was like what the fuck (laughs) because i didn't pin him it's like mid-match and it it really was seamless like you you I mean, the graphics are fantastic anyway, but they matched everything up so that it goes. I mean, you can see, you know, video game, real life, but usually that's jarring. Usually there's a loading screen or something, but it wasn't. I mean, it happened as he's moving. So that's uh, yeah, really cool. Um, Drawbacks that I've noticed. The big one is the fact that their online functions have been so hit or miss, it's not funny. I managed to get on yesterday briefly to look at the character creators and you know there is a huge subset of gamers out there that bought this game specifically for one thing to download all the AEW characters and arenas and turn it into an AEW game since they can't seem to actually get their game ever get one yeah yeah um and I mean I hear there's stuff on there but nobody can access it uh I really I was not able to get online at all so that locks me out of uh uh created wrestlers you know and, and arenas and things done by uh, other people. Interestingly enough, now the main, uh, the main part of the game is what's called My Rise, which is you, where you create a character and you play through a career, which is what you do and That's the main meat of every single uh, WWE wrestling game. Here's the problem. If I wanna just create some stupid character or Batman or something like that, I can do that. But if I wanna use the, the um, hallmark functions of this game, which is upload my face, to their server, download it in my game and create a character of myself. I can't do that.
1: No, if you can't get online. Yeah. That's and, and, I'm,
0: yeah and I'm not going to play through it with some dumb creator or try, or try to make myself in the game without that. When I know that, you know, a week from now it'll be working and I'll be able to put my face in the game. So right. um, it's a little frustrating to have spent a lot of money on a, a special deluxe version and early access, and not actually have access to all of Everything. the features. And I have to think it's going to get worse on Friday when the rest of the, the people who didn't drop 120 bucks on it start logging on.
1: Yeah, I was in uh, <clears throat> I was in GameStop last night, and people were coming in picking up their their orders of it. And I was like, oh shit! I didn't realize it was time already. So naturally I asked and they were like, yeah, we have one copy of the deluxe, you know, that's a hundred. And I was like, okay, no, I'll wait for the standard to come out. (laughs) Yeah. So Um, the
0: NWO one's only available um, digitally anyway. So if you want that one, yeah.
1: Yeah. Nice. No, but yeah, I got to say the
0: game's fantastic. Um, I really wish I had had time to explore more of it because people who have been able to play through my rise uh, say it's, it's, it's great. Uh, nice. But o- overwhelmingly, I'm seeing positive stuff. So all the people that said this was going to fail. I mean, the, the biggest knock against the game is that literally 30 of the wrestlers on the roster are no longer with the company, which is a big chunk. It's about That's, yeah, yeah. yeah, third of the roster
1: and i'm assuming there's a legends roster as well you'll get some of the classics like stone cold rock oh yeah like well well,
0: the, they're they're unlocked for me because of the the version i bought they're unlocked right out the gate if you buy the regular version you'll have to earn in-game currency and you know, to get them, them. Yeah. is
1: it just the deluxe version or is it the nwo version that i honestly
0: them don't know i okay. think the deluxe version has everything unlocked um because really, I, I think all I got with the NWO one was the NWO characters. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I looked at it this way: I'm going to want them anyway. How much is a DLC going to cost? Probably twenty bucks, whatever.
1: Right. I got gotcha. you. Cool. Well, I'll be I'll be looking into that on Friday when the standard edition comes out. You know, the day that this should be going up. Hmm. We'll see. <laughs> all right um
2: kev what are you playing well nothing new uh i did finish just Cause three though um yeah beat the beat all the baddies you know played through the complete uh primary storyline and um you know uh liberated all the different villages towns whatever the hell they are um throughout the uh throughout the map nice and uh it's a, it, it, I, I I'm impressed with it. I'm glad I went back and tried it again. Um, after reading, uh, I read some stuff about Just Cause 4 and how some folks were saying, well, you know, the gameplay in Just Cause 3 was so much better. And they, and they went back and, and played it. So I, I gave it a shot again. And I'm glad I did because, um, I found some really interesting, uh, you know, things in there, some of the gameplay, some of the, some of the different um, uh, maneuvers and, and things that you can do, um, just stuff that I hadn't seen in another game before. It's certainly not not available in Just Cause Two. Um, so I'm interested. Uh, I don't know if you wanted to tell your news, um, but uh, I'm interested in what what the what the rest of the series is about. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. Glad I glad I did it.
1: Well, I'm hoping I can let you know since uh now now that I'm sp- <laughs> spending um evenings in the city of Syracuse waiting for Madison to get out of cheerleading because I've gotten suckered into doing two nights out of the three for waiting around for cheer. Uh and I'm very close to that shopping plaza on Erie Boulevard where best buy ins and GameStop. And um I uh, decided to pick up myself uh just Cause 4. <laughs> so, and now, now I was telling Kevin today that I may go back to GameStop because they have a pre-owned copy of Just Cause 3 for 5 bucks and it's kind of hard to pass that up. <laughs> oh, um,
0: yeah, I mean, what's 5 bucks when you can add another game to the stack of games you never get
1: that play? I'm never going to play. <laughs> Especially if Friday I go out and pick up WWE 2K22 and add to that too. So, pretty sure that's exactly
0: what he said earlier. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, Kevin, I'm realistic wanna... about it. I mean, come
0: on. <laughs> I, I want to make a recommendation to you, uh, Kev, um, mm-hmm. based on you having completed Just Cause 3 and knowing that you are—you don't have a, a, a current console, but your computer, your computer it's not like super up-to-date, but it's good, right? You're yeah. playing Just Cause 3 on it? Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Um, I think you might enjoy uh, Far Cry. Uh, at least uh, Far Cry. I think Cry, I would. I think you're um, right. I, I would suggest <sighs> 3 first and then Far Cry 4. Uh, it's kind of like Just Cause, but in first person um really really fantastic games Um, i don't recommend far cry um five i okay fucking forget it well well, you might like it but um three and four are fucking fantastic um far cry one uh first generation old pc game probably not worth going to and i've played far cry two while it's interesting it's too old to hold my attention it's it doesn't it, it doesn't look it doesn't have the same what's the word i'm looking for um evolved mechanics we expect from our games today when i played far cry okay. 3 it didn't feel like an old game
2: nice. you know it
0: just felt like a game i hadn't played but 3 is fantastic 4 is fantastic uh, i think you'd really get a kick out of them because there's, there's a lot of similarities there there's just a perspective change and i think that there's a narrative difference too if, if i understand the games correctly the far cry games have a stronger narrative structure than just cause generally does Just Cause is like, here's enough of the story for you to go play in this playground. Whereas Far Cry is like, here's a really good story. Um, Yeah. You should check it out.
1: Didn't they also do one that was like caveman shit?
0: What they did is they did Far Cry. um, Far Cry 4. Okay. Was based in. um, Okay. Far Cry 2 was an island or 3 was an island. Far Cry 4 was like in India. They got to Far Cry 5, okay? Now, they did Primal in between these games. There's here, an interesting story. So Far Cry Primal was Neanderthal. I played that, too. That's yeah. worth checking out, too. It's just, yeah, I remember it, you talking think, about it before. Yeah. Um, so you, it sticks and stones and, and spears and shit like that. What's interesting, though, is they reused the map. The map from Far Cry Primal, which is set in Neanderthal times, is the same map in Far Cry 5. But it looks completely different. It's almost as if this is the same land, you know, a million years later. That's awesome, you know, because it's now set in fucking Utah, or Wyoming, or wherever it is. But then they went and they made Far Cry New Dawn, which is a semi-direct sequel to Far Cry Five. Um, you know, spoilers because you know the game's only been out for like four years. Um, there's a nuclear bomb that goes off at the end of the game. Well, you get to see now, like I don't know, five, ten years after that that. Whole same tract of land again. Now with mutated flora and all this kind of stuff, and people living kind of Mad Max, Maxish. Mm-hmm. But they actually used the same map in three consecutive games.
1: That's kind of cool.
0: Well, it, it's it's cool. It also makes you wonder if they, if they cheaped out on it. But the way they did it, it's it's kind of okay.
2: Okay, yeah, gotcha. Nice. I'm, and,
0: I'm and buying.
2: I'm buying Far Cry Three right now awesome
0: (laughs) and really kevin i mean the reason i don't like far cry 4 so maybe i I shouldn't be so against it it, it's it's very much rural america it's very much where i grew up and whereas the other ones had interesting locations this was like you know i went back and started playing a video game based on altmar and i just i didn't fucking oh jesus (laughs) so i you, you might you might have a different experience there i mean it's probably technically a good game nice Oh, i just so, I, I couldn't get into it
1: you guys are killing me because this is a series that i've been looking at every time i go into gamestop and now now i'm probably gonna have to grab more to throw out of the pile that i'm so never gonna play
2: so i'll tell um, you um steam has uh the deluxe edition of far cry 3 for nine but nine dollars eight dollars 99 cents
1: there you go can't be hard that. to pass up again yeah
2: well that's what i'm looking at nice
1: all right um It looks to me like that means it's a a good time to move on to Kev's tabletop review.
2: For tonight's show. I have something a little bit different. I might have done something like this once before, but I've never actually uh, done a real unboxing where I haven't had the box open previously to at least see what was inside. So what I have for you tonight is the game of Sabak. Now, in my opinion, there is only one place to get this game. Now if you if you go on YouTube and you watch the video reviews and you go on board game geek, you will find all sorts of very interesting ways to get your hands on this game, from eBay to printing your own cards. But in my mind, there is only one way and that is at a very special uh, retail outlet at Galaxy's Edge, on one of the Disney properties. And uh, I want to thank uh, Paul Showens for uh, remembering that? that I have been asking for this since he told me that his uncle used to have a, uh, a, a season pass to Disney. So this is something I'm, I've been waiting for for a very long time. And what I what I what I want to do is I want to go over what I've learned about Sabak since since having this little game in my little uh, grubby paws. That is that the word sabacc actually means zero or nothing. And the the goal of the game is to have as close to zero in your hand as possible. Now I'm gonna open the game and let's see, I cut these two little pieces of tape right here. I'm gonna open it up. What we're gonna find inside this is a, uh, a deck of cards which consists of this is pretty neat so it's a it's a very interestingly shaped box kind of looks like a uh, maybe a coffin and then it, and then it opens up and I had took this piece out here and hold on hold cards. on
1: back up oh. on the cover of it is that a tampo stamp of a toy Darian
2: to be
1: yes it is very cool
2: I wow. never not noticed that I before. Have no idea what you're talking about. Here's Wado from Wado. the prequels. Yes. Yeah. Ah. So, so in here uh, there's a deck of cards. There are two die, which are just six sided. They need to be identical. Um, so you could actually use any six sided die as long as they're you know one one through six you know identical die. Um, there is a pack of cards, and the instructions. Now these instructions, I'm sure, are very um, are very good. Although it's kind of a thin. Sheet. I don't know if I'd really go by that. They're very basic. They're very basic, um, by what I've by what I've heard uh, with the with the different reviews I've read. My suggestion is if you're going to play this game, go online and read the reviews and and watch some of the YouTube videos. The one that I found the most compelling was one from a fellow, and I've got it here. I'm just got to find my review. Sorry. Um, yeah. Okay. My mouse. The uh, La Tribune de Corsica. So these guys, uh, this fellow, um, really goes into how to play Sabak Corellian Spike style, which is the version of Sabak that was played in solo uh, between between Han and um, uh, uh, Lando. Lando. Yes. So. What what that video will show you, other videos will go into, you know, the specifics of how to play the game and how the green cards are positive numbers. And let's see, these are a bunch of green cards. So I'll show you some of the green cards. They have different values on them. Uh, one through, I don't know, six or seven or something like that. And then the highest, um, some of the higher cards have values like, um, oh, 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 this one here? Uh, nine, ten, eleven, up to up to ten. So it's one through ten are, are the values of the cards. There are two cards, oh, uh, and they have a special name. This is an S, I forget what that is. These cards have a value of zero. A perfect hand in Sabak is to have both of these cards in your yeah. hand. There is no higher hand to have in Sabak. Okay, so that's a good thing to know. So the idea being you draw cards, you, you play the cards through. Um, you have a dealer that deals out the cards, deals two cards all the way around, has a, a draw pile, a discard card, um, and depending upon how you play, you either pay to take uh, the card that's in the in the discard that has a face up, or you can um, you can pay to discard a card, um, or you can just take a card um, off of the draw pile uh, when it's your turn, and you play three rounds and. Uh, each round is 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 started with a pair of die. So the very first die, the very first round actually is not started with a pair of die. Sorry about that. You you play the first round, you roll the die for the second round. Now, when you roll the die, if the die match, if it's a pair, you discard your cards and you get a brand new hand. So good on you if you've been working on a really good hand. You could lose it very, very quickly on, on round two or round three. Once round 3 is done everyone um uh, shows their hand and the cards are counted and there are various ways of handling draws so if, if if two players have uh zero um then it could be the it could be the total of the positive uh numbers in their hands so if they if i had if i had a positive of 3 and paul had a positive of 2 then i would i would be the winner or if i had three cards and had two cards i would be the winner there's a lot of different ways to score this, but like I said, um, you know, Board Game Geek has a little bit of review on this. I'm going to re- read the review in a second, but that video I found is probably um, one of the best ones I found for how to play Corellian Spike version, which is the version that includes betting. So have some poker chips handy, or if you can get a hold of some chips that uh, match, uh, uh, maybe. Um, uh chips for the yeah credits for the for the movie you know it's in the the star wars genre or whatever you've got but just make sure everybody's got you know the same the same sort of stuff and play my 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 gut is you play the Corellian Spike version with betting you're going to have a lot better time uh once you get the game figured out so let me read let me read the Board Game
1: Geek review. While you're looking that up, Kevin, I do just want to point out that both on Amazon and Etsy, you can find um, Star Wars credits.
2: Oh, good. Yes, yes. that's perfect. That's perfect.
1: Um, both matching the ones that showed up in Solo, and as well as like just your official Imperial credits and all that stuff. Stuff that yeah, you can get all that. I've already I've already been looking into it.
2: Yeah, and uh, there's other another way you can do it is you can get a printout of uh, the credits and you can just glue it to a piece of cardboard and you can cut yeah. them out. So so and you can do the same thing with the cards. You can print them out. You can you can put them on cardboard backers or whatever you wanted, maybe like cardstock, and you could just you could just uh, cut them out that way. So you could play the game. You don't have to spend a lot to play this game. It's what I'm getting at. Um, but it, like I said, in my mind, I would I would really suggest going to the
1: official uh, source
2: if if you can if you can obviously it's an expensive way to do it or if you have a friend who can or if you, if you have a friend that's that's going you know browbeat them until they um you know bring you back something that you've been asking for, for
1: potentially for upwards of two years yeah browbeating okay. yes
2: so this is the description of boardgamegeek.com this format of Sabacc is sold exclusively at star wars galaxy edge so the one i have is the one sold exclusively at star wars Galaxy edge Themed areas of Disney theme parks. Variation of Sabak known in Star Wars lore as Corellian Spikes. So this is the true to to the solo game. Uh, This is the actual same cards that were used in that game. Um, uh, Version played, bloodstream match, hand solo, Lando Calrissian. One hand gambled to win the Millennium Falcon. The deck includes 30 green positive cards with values 1 through 10, three of each. Uh, 30 red negative cards with values of negative one through negative 10, uh, three of each. Um, and they're different, they're different suits. You'll see that. Um, there's a there's a diamond, um, or a triangle, uh, square, and and circles. So there's three different suits. Uh, and two black cards with values of zero. Well, they say they're black, but they're actually like a dark green. Um, yeah, kind of blackish, but they're mostly like a, that's what I said. Those were running change. Um, hmm? Running change, maybe? I mean, it could be. It could be. Uh, each game is played in three rounds. Players receive two random cards at the beginning of the game. And on each turn, players can either gain an additional card, so that's take off the draw pile, uh, option discarding it to draw again, swap a card in the player's hand with the top card of the discard pile, stand, take no cards, or junk, which is fold. Now, uh, some of the other reviews I found said folding, it really doesn't, you know, why would you fold your hand if you're not betting? Um, if you're just playing I guess you could just give up and say well oh, screw it I'm, I don't I know I'm gonna lose or whatever but if you're not really playing for 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 credits or whatever I, I would I would say just stay in the game see what happens um, players do this in turn and at the end of each round the dice are rolled if the symbols match then everyone's hand is discarded players are dealt the same amount of new cards that they discarded so if I discarded two I get two three get three etc Um, and the play continues. At the end of three rounds, the player whose score is closest to zero wins the game. There are several winning hands ranked in hierarchy uh, that can be assembled similar to poker. For example, pure sabak, both zero cards and no other cards, or a full sabak, a hand of two plus tens, two minus tens, um, and a zero. So the the that that hand there, the two plus tens, two minus tens, um, and zero, that is the second best hand in sabak. Um, again, the video I mentioned, and it'll be linked in our show notes, that is the video you want to watch if you really want to play the true-to-solo version of Sabak. Now, this game has also been played in a few other Star Wars stories. Would you either of you gentlemen like to guess some of the other places where we've seen this game played?
0: No. <laughs> okay. I have no
2: idea. I asked. You said no. I'm, I'm going
1: to say... Clone Wars.
2: Clone Wars, uh, I believe so. Um, Although I can't confirm that, but I'm fairly certain that we have seen this played in the mechanics area in Mandalorian. Okay. So, definitely some some recent references to this game, and uh, I'm very much looking forward to getting an opportunity to Uh, to play this with some friends and uh, i think it'll be a simple enough yeah i think it'll be a simple enough that we'll get up to speed very very quickly and uh, be able to get this figured out now and one thing i'm noticing is that i was told that the uh die really aren't that spectacular and the symbols are very very difficult to to see on here i'm almost thinking a little bit of white paint might be helpful to try to dress these up and get them to uh Get them to uh kind of show up a little bit more although maybe in better light they'd be a little bit better but um yeah i'm very 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 happy to have this game and, and to give it a shot
1: then you know you, you made references about the cost i mean I, I i don't think it was that awful i think it was less than 20 dollars for the set
2: yeah the price on the bottom of the box is is 16.99 yeah. You know, but the, really the cost I was referring to was the cost of going to Disney. Getting there. <laughs> getting, getting, <laughs> yeah. into, getting into Galaxy's Edge and then, and then finding it and, and buying it that way. Um, that's really the, the expensive part of it, I, I'm going to say. Um, but the, the, I'm very, very happy to have the, the, the real game of Sabak and to add to my growing collection of uh, tabletop games.
1: Oh well, don't don't you. you worry when you go when you go in May, um I'm probably gonna have a shopping list for you too. So perfect,
2: perfect. Yeah. That's perfect.
1: Mine'll probably be much more expensive, but I'll prepay.
2: It is. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's a couple of shirts I want, and I think there's a few, a few of the little dust chachi things that I'm looking for. So yes,
1: um sure. It's hard not to spend money in Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. because there's just so much cool shit. Like, I I just realized this week that I I completely missed one of the best stores in Galaxy's Edge when we were there. And it's probably a good thing. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Because they have, like, legit, like, holocrons and everything. And I would have maxed the credit card out there.
2: Well, I will be going in May uh, for sure.
1: I've Uh, already started a list.
2: Yeah, we have, you know, we did our um, uh, flight reservations this past weekend. And um, you know we we held on to our tickets for Star Wars Celebration from 2020 when it got canceled, so we're all set there. Um, and uh, did our flights. I double checked on the hotel reservations, which we actually did through uh, Star Wars Celebration, actually actual Star Wars. They took care of that. Um, so uh, made sure that I had, I wanted to update my credit card on that, so I, I made sure that was okay. Um, so all that's all set, and we bought our Disney tickets. And we have our dates of when we can start our reservations for getting into Sabi's for one. Um, and then, um, I don't know if there's reservations for the, um, the Falcon, The I don't don't think you get a reservation. The
1: Falcon is a ride. No, you're going to, you're going to, you won't be able to do that until the day of.
2: So really, I mean, we want to get into Sabi's. Um, my buddy and I, my buddy Rob and I are both going to build sabers um it's something we want to do for a long time.
1: I'm so jealous. Now, and, and it's not just the building a saber cuz Hugh and I have done that. We have sabers. And it's the experience that I have I yeah. didn't get to have. Yeah. I really think that in the next couple of years we might have to do a guys trip to Orlando again, do the whole Galactic Star Cruiser experience and then I'll go where I don't have a wife telling me no. <laughs> to get the stuff I want,
2: <laughs> I I don't know if that would be healthy for you, Paul. I got a feeling yeah. it's yeah. probably not it going to recover. <laughs> <laughs> well, it may never recover. <laughs> I mean, we're we're going with very specific intentions. I mean, and I, I I've never been to Disney before, um and I'm really not interested in the majority of the park. Uh, the only thing I'm interested you in zeroed in, is, yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm going there. That's where I'm going. I'm going to go to Savi's. I'm going to go to the, the, the the shop. I'm going to get a few things there that I don't really care if I can get them anywhere else. That's where I want to get them. And, uh, and, uh, and I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping that it's the kind of experience that I'm looking forward to, which is, I I don't know why it wouldn't be.
1: It will be because you won't have a lot of the outside factors that I had that would interfere with that. So
2: (laughs) I am taking my buddy, Rob.
1: Is that the Rob that listens to the show? Yeah. Okay. Nice.
2: Hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. Yeah. The only the only reason I even say that is because he's gonna want to he's gonna want to stay there. I'm gonna have a hard, harder very hard time getting him out of there. Yep.
1: The good thing is is they have a definite closing time, so you're all set.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we do have a fun place to be the next day, so that's that's pretty yeah.
1: important. And the cool thing, I don't know about the one in California where you're going, but I mean, Hollywood Studios closes by like eight o'clock. Oh, the one that i went to so just don't buy beer in galaxy's edge
2: well we're gonna we're gonna try to get there when the park opens and then try to stay there for the day i mean we got tickets for one day we're gonna stay there for the day
1: yes um we'll reconvene off mic and i'll give you all sorts of tips and stuff about what to do and yeah Yeah. because i I learned a
0: lot why don't you want to buy beer there
1: uh, because huh. there was one beer stand inside Galaxy's Edge, and they were charging $14 for a Bud Light. Whereas the rest of Hollywood Studios, it was $8.75.
0: So I see inflation has uh, hit outer space as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> inflation oh. definitely hit uh, Black Spire.
2: Yeah. I mean, I've seen that. At, um, you know, we, we had a, a Yankees game when I was in New York City. And I mean... They're 15 20 for a beer. And it's and, the same idea. They've got you. Well, the, the, there's yep. that. So they can charge whatever they want. But I honestly believe that one of the probably maybe the most pressing factor in that pricing is they want to try to keep people from drinking too much.
1: Okay, I can see that too. And that, that they also try to price you out of getting shit face. Yeah.
2: I don't know if it works for everybody, but I mean... It's just a gut feeling. Because, you know, you go to a field days and beers are, you know, a buck and a half. Yeah. But That's
1: those great. are fun. Mm. Yes. Um, and while you were discussing the whole, the, the purpose of this whole segment that we were actually supposed to be doing, this is a game. I was thinking, you know, I always, I always throw a bit of a soiree for my birthday.
2: Hmm.
1: Um. I'm thinking this year, maybe, maybe I'll do it on, a, on an opposite weekend this year, Hugh, so you can actually attend. <laughs> um, maybe we'll do it Star Wars themed, and we can do some games and have a good time. I'm not wearing. I'm not wearing the Jedi costume though. It'll be too hot in July for that.
2: I'd be into that. I bring the but, game, but if oh, you someone you have one too, don't
1: you? Don't you have one of these? I do. I have the original, which is why you were so jealous in the first place. Yep. Um, but you actually opened yours. I, I think I took the cellophane off of mine, and it sits on a shelf. I'm looking at it right there. Mm-hmm. My uh, my chance cubes that I bought this time are now sitting on top of it. I spent eleven dollars on basically four d sixes with stickers on them because Disney.
2: So. You don't, you don't mean the the chance cubes with the chain. You mean real chance cubes.
1: Real chance cubes. Um, oh, The it. ones, I think they were from the prequels. They're, they're the red and blue. But no, the ones with the chain, I already have. They're hanging from my uh, rearview mirror. I think you saw them when we went to Saratoga. Um, those were gifted to me for Father's Day a couple of years back.
2: I got to get a set
1: of those. You cannot find them in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, It was funny because I didn't even think about this story. It's when we were buying stuff for the kids. Someone went up and asked about those specifically, and they're like, yeah, no, we don't have those. They sold out of those a long time ago, and they were never restocked.
2: Oh, really? So if
1: you want those, go to Amazon. Mm. So
2: I don't want to pay that kind of once-in-a-lifetime price.
1: Since I didn't buy them, I was happy to have them. (laughs) Um, But We've gotten way off track of your 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 game review here um so yeah uh let's let's move on let's let's go to commercial commercials Mm. and uh we'll come back with the with the news how's that sound guys works for me all right stick with us guys the fourth annual sci-fi horror fest is coming with an all-new location new guests and all the same fun charm and camaraderie that you've come to know and love Sci Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci Fi Horror Fest is a family friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.Sci-FiHorrorFest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
0: Now, before you take out a second mortgage to afford the gas to drive your giant six mile per gallon big rigs at record high gas prices, thousands of miles to drive in a circle several times to protest mandates that have already been dropped, here's the news. First up, from Russia with lunacy. Our favorite vestigial organ that no longer serves a purpose except to get infected and have to be removed, QAnon, is back at it with a current event conspiracy straight out of a made-for-TV movie. They are claiming that Donald Trump is secretly working with Russia to stop bioweapons from being manufactured by Dr. Anthony Fauci in secret Ukraine laboratories. They say that the Russians' uh, shelling has targeted those labs, and once the sinister plot is revealed, he will be reinstated as president. Now, while I could see Fauci with his pinky to the corner of his mouth like Dr. Evil, it would likely be to pick a piece of spinach out of his teeth. He clearly eats healthy and looks to be in great shape for his age. I just have to ask, when is this going to end? The JFK story proves that even death won't prevent them from believing someone is coming back. So after Trump dies, are we still going to be subjected to theories that he will be reinstated? Trust the plan. Two more weeks. Like the jilted ex who keeps showing up at your house while you're fucking your new girlfriend. They just need to accept it is over. No, you can't come in for old time's sake. Fuck the fuck off, you fucking creeper. Focus on aliens. There's a ton of conspiracy to work with there, and you won't be making our older family members sound like the dementia has already begun to set in. Next up, the ripoff we deserve, not the one we need. So AMC did it. They successfully changed the movie game forever. As stated last week, the tickets for the Batman premiere were a few dollars higher than all other movies playing at their theaters. And while we could have, as consumers, stood against this movie cast system, we just bought tickets anyway and sent the movie to a blockbuster opening weekend. Now here's the crazy part. AMC may be the most honest in the bunch because they told us ahead of time. The other theater chains guys, they did the same thing. They just didn't tell anyone. So thank you everyone for permanently raising the price of movie tickets. You know who hasn't seen it yet? This guy right here. Only a few years ago, it was about 60 bucks for my family of three to get tickets and popcorn for an evening. Now it's 60 bucks before concessions. And that is not a concession I am willing to make. And finally, how is this possible and why do I love it? AMC announced a new spinoff of The Walking Dead set in New York City, starring Maggie and Negan, i.e. Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Cohan. Uh, no, this is not the story of how the Waynes visit New York City over Christmas and lose Little Brucie and then homicidal hilarity ensues as he foils a criminal operation. Somehow Maggie and Negan are going to visit the walled island of Manhattan together and discover there are survivors, the dead, and lots of surprises in the city that never sleeps. How those two characters could possibly get over their differences enough to go on a road trip is beyond me. I just find it exciting to be visiting new and iconic locations within the Walking Dead universe. Take my money, AMC. Just not for movie tickets, you greedy fuckers. And that's the news, kids. Now, I am back to the internet to find out more behind-the-scenes info on this past week's episode of Naked and Afraid. If you missed it, they had their first openly trans person on the show. All I wanna know is if the producers were let down when the guy they paired this person with turned out to be completely accepting and no drama at all ensued on reality TV. I can't believe that anyone producing reality TV were really thinking, this could be a moment of inclusivity for all and not, this could be a complete shit show and I can't wait. The non-trans person's beforehand interviews talked about how he was very conservative. So as we were watching, we were like, oh no. Then he shows up, looks up at the boobs, down at the Wang and says, This world would be boring if we were all the same. Good for you, strange South African man, for being a decent person, Paul.
1: In other news, a jiffy is a proper unit of time. Back to you, Paul. Okay, no costume changes this week. Um, the movie I'm gonna do is they live. You guys are familiar with they live before I get into the synopsis. All right. So I got a one yes and one no, so I'm just gonna power through it. <clears throat> John Nada, played by Roddy Piper is a wandering is a wanderer? Oh shit, I shit's popping up in front of my screen. sorry. Is a wanderer without meaning in his life, discovers a pair of sunglasses capable of showing the world the way it truly is. As he walks the streets of Los Angeles, Nada notices that both the media and the government are comprised of subliminal messages meant to keep the population subdued, and that most of the social elite are skull faced aliens bent on world dom- domination. With this shocking discovery, Nada fights to free humanity from the mind controlling aliens. This was released on November 4th, 1988, directed by John Carpenter, adapted from a short story and then a comic book called Eight O'Clock in the Morning. Uh, The box office that this pulled in initially was $13 million back in 1988. The budget was $3 million. Some of the quotable lines, not so many as I did last week because shit, that dragged on for a while, um, are... Either put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. And then it looks like you dipped your face in the cheese dip back in 1957. Also, that's like pouring perfume on a pig. And come on, Hugh, you had to know this one was coming. I did. You want to say it for me? Go for it. I'm eating. (laughs) See, I can't see you because I'm reading off of my my paperwork. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and i'm all out of bubble gum i was really hoping that would become a little bit of a chorus but that didn't work out for me what i like about this movie it's a fun 80s action sci-fi movie with a great message of warning about society around us because i mean i'm not sure that this hasn't come to pass at this point
2: i need to watch this i don't think i've ever seen this movie
1: uh say no more i'll bring it in for you tomorrow I don't know oh. right. It is a phenomenal movie. Or we can wait till this summer and this can be one of uh one of our movie series we were talking about doing off of the projector out back. So it's up to you. But right now, I want to discuss the fact that Roger Ebert wouldn't even review this movie. I had to go to our our other good friend from the New York Times, Janet Maslin, to uh to get a review from November 4th of 1988. She titled this, A Pair of Sunglasses Reveal a World of Evil. And she says, the idea, the idea that alien forces control our media, making subliminal use of billboards, commercials, and magazines to subvert our thinking, probably isn't that hard for most of us to believe. Wow. So oh, wow. That. So,
0: Hold on. I think you need to like sanitize your microphone. <clears throat> you missed a spot. Mm-hmm. Probably. Probably a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so credibility isn't the problem with John Carpenter's They Live, which opens today at the Movie Land and other theaters. Not today. Just so you go. This was in 1988. But execution is. Mr. Carpenter has directed the film with B-movie bluntness, but with none of the requisite snap. And his screenplay, written under the pseudonym Frank Armitage, do you guys know that? Okay. Makes the principals sound even more tongue-tied than they have to. I-, I disagree. B-movie casting is another problem since the star, Roddy Piper, plays his role like the former wrestler that he is. Mr. Piper appears as John Nada, a generic drifter who finds his way to los angeles as the film begins with a badass mullet i added that the best part of they live is its opening when the story still holds some surprises and the premise that it may catch fire Nada wanders through los angeles gets a job as a construction worker and is led by a new buddy named frank played by keith david to a shanty town called justiceville where he gets his first real inkling that things may not be what they seem A street corner preacher affiliated with a church next to Justiceville sounds the first alarm when he warns that they are exploiting a sleeping middle class. Later on, when Nada learns that the church is merely a front for a resistance movement, he discovers more. Our impulses are being redirected, someone warns. We are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. Sign up for the movies. Oh, never mind. I just didn't get that one. Sorry. There was an ad in the middle of it that I didn't.
0: You started reading the ad.
1: (laughs) Well, I copy and paste into a word document. They got me.
0: Well, well, thank thank God it didn't like say, you know, hey, squirting or something like that. (laughs) Or maybe that would have been better.
1: Let's come back to that because I don't know if you guys noticed what I did uh, with the pictures this week. Once Nada stumbles upon a package of special sunglasses, the secret is out. When he wears these glasses, he sees subliminal messages everywhere. Marry and reproduce, says a billboard on which a bikini-clad woman pitches vacations in the tropics. Consume, says a sign advertising a closeout sale. This is your God, says a dollar bill. And on the newsstand, magazines put forth slogans like honor, apathy, and obey, which is one of the most famous ones you'll notice. What's more, the glasses enable not to see just who they are. The rich and powerful who, through these lenses, become skeleton-faced ghouls with glittering metallic eyes. Even the politician on television who talks of mourning in America and declares we don't need pessimism is one of them. Unfortunately, once this particular cat is out of the bag, the film has nowhere to go. I disagree. Mr. Piper spends the rest of his time chasing around to no particular purpose though he does announce with some enthusiasm that the nation needs a wake up call which he plans to deliver himself mr david who is more animated as not his ally teams up with him midway through the film for a noisy attenuated slugfest that seems to have been intended as some sort of comic highlight it's not again i disagree Since Mr. Carpenter seems to be trying to make a real point here, the flatness of they live is doubly disappointing. So, so is its crazy inconsistency since the film stops trying to abide even by its own game plan after a while. Nada and Frank sink beneath the pavement at one point, find themselves in an underground tunnel, follow it to a grand ballroom where aliens and wealthy earthlings are toasting the global good life. And from here, discover a nearby spaceport from which travelers can shuttle to the alien planet. Even for end-of-the-world fantasy, mm-hmm. this is too much. Subliminal persuasion. They live. Okay. Alright. Um, Definitely watching this movie. Do you want me to bring it tomorrow or do you want to wait? No, I want to see it. Okay, I'll bring it tomorrow.
2: I I, I don't know if I've seen it before.
1: it's phenomenal i remember it from when i was a kid um i i remember the ending vividly vividly but i don't want to give it away because you haven't seen it yet hugh do you remember what i'm talking about
0: i don't i saw it when Uh, i was younger as well i just remember um
1: kev even if if i loan it to you tomorrow i think this needs to be part of our hangout movie series this summer we'll grill some food you and i'll have some drinks Hugh will have probably mango diet pepsi and um
0: I can't, I can't find mango what? diet pepsi it's gone already fuck those. no fuckers. you can't yeah it's, you can only find the regular kind yeah so no, i'll just i'll just pick up some athletic they sell it at price chopper so
1: okay um because i really want to do this i, I miss hanging out with you guys and i want to make a summer of us yeah. doing our thing um but i, I love this movie Again, I've loved it so much that it was on my Amazon wish list and I actually got it for a late Christmas present from my wife's cousin. Thanks, Shannon. Um, Hi, Shannon. Yes, Shannon's great. She used to listen to the show. I think she got sick of our shit.
2: Sorry, Shannon. (laughs) I'll
1: I'll have to tell her to come back now that you're here, Kev. Oh,
2: yeah, right, because
1: it's so much better now. Um. Did I miss anything with this before we, we wrap this segment up?
0: I don't think so. Okay. Um, I will say if you wanted to do something like a chorus or something, you should probably like give us a heads up before we start recording the segment.
1: Yeah. In the future. I mean, this is a okay, my normal segment. We're missing the person that normally does it.
2: True. Okay, if, if Corbs wants us to do a chorus in the future, That's not give happen. us a... Heads- okay, well, just say. <laughs> One of us played in the head. Um, um, I was going to say something. I totally lost it. Never mind. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: Uh, the only other thing that I, I can mention about this movie is Mattel just partnered with WWE to put out um, an action figure of Roddy Piper as John Nada. Oh, nice. Stop it. No, it's it's very hard to find, too. And if anyone in our audience or anyone on this show happens to be out and finds it. Let me know because that's one I would love to add to the
2: collection. So it just came out, like literally within the last two months. Yeah. Oh my God! Wow.
1: Because they're they're now doing a subset of WWE figures of like the different ones that have done things. Like I I think they do they did a John Cena and oh. a Dwayne Johnson from no it's not what you think, uh from the Fast and Furious series from Hobbs and Shaw.
2: They didn't... Oh, come
1: on. I mean, there is a Peacemaker figure out there, but it's from McFarlane no, Toys. No, 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 no.
2: Before that. The movie you haven't seen with John Cena. Oh, The Marine? The Marine. Oh, no. They gotta uh, have John I Cena just... as the
0: Marine. Are they, gonna, are they gonna do Suburban Commando?
1: Oh, my God, that would be great. <laughs> I will buy that one, too, if they do it. <clears throat> uh, but no. So, that... That does it for that. Um, I know we're not used to the movie reviews being short. Um, but I, I feel it was concise and to the point. Did what I had to do. Good
0: I job, though. Paul. I yeah,
2: like nice. it. I like
1: it. And I didn't dress up for this one. Sorry, Kelly. I I couldn't grow a mullet this quick.
2: Who was anyway? The, who was the WWE's? Uh, star that did the movie, um, where they all got dropped on the island, um, and had to fight Steve Austin. Off. Steve Austin.
1: Yeah. Yes, I, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah.
2: yes, only yeah. maybe a smidge better than the Marine, but not, not much,
1: <laughs> you know. And I could watch the Marine, it's actually in the collection up there because for a while, I don't know if we ever actually mentioned this on the show. But I was planning to do like a whole like gift basket for for an audience member to win of all the movies we reviewed. And I was getting all of the all of the the movies from like thrift stores. So they're all like shitty copies. And the Marine is one of them I have in there. But that also stalled like so many things that we do here. (laughs) So
0: that's probably a good thing because that's one person who would never listen to our show again.
1: After we give them the movies.
2: they they, They would feel assaulted
1: and they should with some of the movies we've done so i know i uh, do. <laughs> do better Corbs.
0: oh god
1: so what's all next? right um okay. actually i think what's next is the commercial break again and then uh, we wrap this thing up right
0: all right sounds like a plan
1: all right stick with us guys looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Horror Fest is coming with an all new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci Fi Horror Fest is a family friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.Sci-FiHorrorFest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19.
0: So did you guys hear about what happened to Ryan Coogler? Who? What? The 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 director of Black Panther and Black Panther 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, you didn't hear about this, Paul? Okay, it's all over the news today. Um, Apparently, he was detained in a bank in Georgia where he's uh, filming the next Black Panther movie. And sorry, I keep touching my nose because I think I'm going to sneeze. I'm trying not to. Uh, so apparently, he walked into a bank. And wanted to withdraw $10,000, but didn't want to walk into the bank and go, hey, I'd like to take out 10 grand, you know, because that's how you get fucking robbed. So on the back of his withdrawal slip, he wrote, um, please count this this out, um, you know, quiet discreetly, right? And handed it to the uh, the uh, cashier, you know, to let her know that, hey, just do this quietly. And oh. she basically had the manager call the cops on him and said he was trying to rob the bank. Nice. Good person needs to lose their job yeah um apparently all is well you know his friends that were in the car with him waiting outside got put in the back of a car and you know he was handcuffed for a bit um they worked it all out he says he's uh happy with uh, the bank what they did to to make it up for him no bad blood there but um yeah yeah that that's pretty fucked up
1: yeah that's yeah that's i I mean i
0: mean i i understand i mean this is georgia and they're probably you know afraid of you know black men in banks, you know because you know it's georgia uh, but i mean seriously it doesn't matter what's written on something when you hand the note to the cashier if it's a valid withdrawal slip and it says hey please don't advertise my withdrawal to everybody in the fucking building how does that translate to he's trying to rob us i don't right. get it there's no misunderstanding there at all
1: no and and he's he's a pretty good dude to be as gracious about it as it sounds like he was so yeah. Seriously, Georgia, do better. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So uh guys, what you watching?
0: Don't everybody go
2: at once? I can go. Go ahead. So I was still watching the Longmire. Really like it. Um, it's uh I mean it's it's kind of like the old, you know. Good guy, bad guy, you know, cops in the afternoon kind of movie. Um, you know, Walt Longmire's a sheriff in a in a in a small county in in Wyoming and right on the border of a, a Cheyenne reservation. And it's just the trials and tribulations of what happens there. I, I relate it to it's kind of funny because if you're if you're a fan of Yellowstone you see an awful lot of people breaking the law and people dying and nothing seems to ever happen. But in Wyoming, when people die, Walt Longmire figures it out and he's got your number. So it's, it's, a, it's a, it's pretty funny. I mean, in the, in the series, it's been out since 2012, you know, and I think we're in season two, maybe season three. And uh, so we're, we're, we're really digging it. We like the storyline. We like the cast, the characters, um, who was it? Um, I was just looking at who was in it, um, and it's, I do whatever. You know, it's Martin, Katie, Sackoff is, uh, the, oh, Lou Diamond Phillips is in it, and you know he was in Young Guns, so it was. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good cast, and every once in a while you'll see some. I'm not gonna call them second rate, but you'll see actors that you know from other TV shows and other movies so it's it's kind of fun to to see the characters they play so we're we're, we're, we're digging it awesome the only other yeah the only other thing uh, i mean yeah you gotta like that kind of stuff it's definitely not sci-fi definitely not something that you would expect to see katie Sackoff in before um, although she did some comedy too didn't she she did a, a show it was kind of a sitcom what was it she was in i don't remember what it was it doesn't matter The other thing I wanted to say was we watched a movie recently and we were just sitting here, Kathy and I, and we were just doing some stuff. You know, I was trying to fix a computer I've had for a while, trying to recover some music from it. Um, Hard drive that I I had a bunch of stuff on and she was working on um, looking for a new light fixture for the, for the kitchen. So I threw on a, uh, just threw on a movie, you know, just on the, on the computer room TV here. <laughs> we both ended up sitting here staring at the tv fixed on it not doing anything we were supposed to be doing it, it was that good and it's a remake uh, nightmare alley uh 2021 remake um, bradley cooper um, just a, a a cast that you you know of, of, of actors and actresses that you've seen before freaking fantastic and when i say freak i mean freak you gotta just you gotta watch it and you gotta see how things play out they don't turn out the way you think
1: hold on that's a remake
2: it is um the the original was made in the uh, 40s when nightmare hold on
1: i didn't know that was a remake and the whole freakish part of it i understand because this is what Del Toro, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, Guillermo Del Toro. Uh, I didn't, and this is
1: on HBO Max already?
2: 1947 was the original. Yeah, HBO wow. Max. So uh, Tyrone Power, Nightmare Alley, Joan Blondell, Colleen Gray, Helen Walker. So yeah, so this is, this is uh, Director Edmund Golding, Writers Jules Firthman, and William Lindsay Gresham. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Well, for one, I didn't know this was on HBO Max already. For two, I didn't know it was a remake. I, I I wanted to see this. I saw all the ads for it, and I'm just I'm very choosy about what I go to the theater for now, yeah. which is very little. So,
2: I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it ended up, you know, in the theater so quickly. But uh, Bradley Cooper, Kate Blanchett is uh, is also in this. She plays a phenomenal role. Um, Tony Collette, yeah, just just oh. we. <laughs> we were we just sat back and and at the end of it we're just like oh my god nice yeah good movie
1: all right well i know what i'm watching this weekend go ahead
0: what uh i've been watching i'm still watching riverdale um just gotta say got it to season three things got a little weird um the the show goes full on like supernatural horror. And, and this is weird because it was dark before. It was dark, criminal, you know, uh, but, it, but it didn't go this far. It, it's, it's as if, imagine this, imagine if Law & Order had an episode where the killer was a vampire, but narratively they actually led the audience to believe that it really could be a real vampire. That would be fucking weird because that's not the world the show is set in. That's kind of how this feels uh, with the sudden appearance of what looks like a witch coven, a a cult, a D&D type game, which is possessing people um, completely, you know, jump the shark kind of stuff. Here's the thing. It's still entertaining. Um, the performances are still good. I'm still very interested in it. It's just a little bizarre to have a character one season talking about journalistic integrity and the next season talking about, you know, def- completing his ascendancy to meet the Gargoyle King. And it's just, it's, it's a little jarring. And But but it's not all of it. They still have some seedy underworld prime boss shit going on. So it's almost like two different shows crammed into the same... Uh, 42 minutes. Uh, but so far, I mean, still good. You know, I, I, I don't want to say it ruins the show. It's definitely a little weird. If you start watching it, there's going to be a turning point where you're like, what the fuck? And it was it was evident right from the very first episode of season three. So um, beyond that, I also discovered something really fucking cool this week. Uh, We were on Amazon Prime and we were just trying to find something to watch as a family this weekend. And I've seen for ages this. It's like the the picture is like this old lady of a a black and white photograph. And it says the Blackwell Ghost and it says number one. And then I've seen that there's like two, three, four and five, you know, on Amazon. And I figured it was a TV show or something. I I didn't know what it was, but I was like, fuck, we're just going to play it. What it turns out to be is probably the most inventive use of found footage I have ever seen in my life because it's not really found footage because the guy in the in this series of movies they're actually he calls them documentaries but he's an actual filmmaker a real filmmaker and we've gone back and watched his three films um you know he says right in the documentary that like you know I'm a you know, I make bad zombie movies. And at one point, he references a zombie movie that he just made, Raccoon Valley, which we went and saw because that was on Amazon. So we watched it. And it's a full on movie. And he seems to be a pretty good uh, director. So his name is Clay Turner. And here's the concept he uh, gets interested by accident in, you know, trying to see if, if ghosts are real. And he goes to this, the Blackwell house. and. It's not over the top, like paranormal activity. It's all subtle, but he is there constantly communicating with you. His real life wife joins him in the first one and she appears throughout. Um, You know, he calls her regularly while he's he's recording, but he's recording all the different uh, viewpoints in the house. Weird shit happens, but it's not like crazy. Like, oh, you know, you get dragged in the bedroom. It's all kept in the real fucking world. Okay. That's what's crazy about this. It's all kept in the real world. It I know at this point, I don't believe that these are actual documentaries, but if you didn't know, if you didn't look at and research it, you wouldn't know that this wasn't the real deal because nothing that happens is, I guess, out of the realm of there being other explanations. It's just done so well. And, and that's why we I, I said, I'm like, you know what, this is, this is the best use of this particular perspective I have ever seen by far. I want to see what else he does, because just because you can do found footage well doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you can make a movie. I mean, we've seen bad indie movies before, where clearly the people making them don't even know how to set up a shot. They don't use multiple camera angles or anything. We went and started watching his movies. I mean, yeah, they're B-movies. Um, but they're, they're, they're fine. You know he, he does a good job. He's, he's a legit filmmaker who's inserted himself into this story, his real life persona, his real life wife and, and baby. He has a baby that's born, you, know, over the course of this and they're working on a sixth one. Uh, it's just I've never seen anything like it. It is fantastic oh. and you have to check it out. I' I'm just I'll tell you, it's hard to find them all because they're not all on Amazon right now. Some of them you have to rent. Some of them aren't even available in this region wow. right now so you have to do some jiggery pokery to uh to, to find them all but i will be waiting you know when the new one comes out uh i just can't wait
1: awesome that sounds really it's, fucking it's, awesome
0: d- dude, really cool. we 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 had to watch them all in two days i would just it was, it wow. was that compelling <laughs> that we stopped because my daughter went to bed
1: <laughs> and that was it gotcha yeah. Very and the cool. next day,
0: as soon as it was TV time, we started watching it again because we were all just riveted. And the funny thing is it's not action-packed. It's not, you know, horror-packed or anything. You know, you're, you're not going to walk away from it scared. You almost walk away from it kind of um, lightened because in a way the story is inspirational. But it's playing out over the course of all of these different documentaries. I just I, I don't want to say anymore. You've you got to check it out.
1: That sounds awesome. I'm going to have to hunt it down. And you said the majority of them are on Prime? Some of them, yes. Okay. All right. See, so I'm doing it again. Um, I have to check that out.
0: Paul, stop touching your fucking hat, you hat toucher. Hat toucher, write it down. You know you want to write it down.
1: I do want to write that down, but I can't give it to you. I need to give it to somebody else.
2: Paul keeps touching his head.
0: This is true. That's <laughs> well, that's been a problem since he was like eleven. So eight. <laughs>
2: before before we go to the next review, I just want to say two words. That's your name, Rooney Mara. I've heard of her, right? It's she, a her. Um, she's the, she's Girl the, with love, the dragon tattoo, right? right? Yes, she's the love interest in Nightmare Alley. Bradley Cooper's love interest. She played the girl in the girl with the dragon tattoo. Does she have eyebrows now? I knew I recognized her. I just didn't know from where, because obviously she wasn't a freak. Um, Oh my God. I just, that just blew me. That blew my mind. I was just looking at all the different actors in the movie and I, I clicked on her filmography. It's like, wow nice anyway
1: anyway all right uh the next thing i want to touch upon is today was we record on wednesday um they released i'm not gonna touch it no Mm -hmm. (laughs) they released the teaser trailer for disney Plus's obi-wan kenobi and holy shit uh, Hugh, you got to check this out and come back to us and let us know after the show. Um, I, I will forget.
0: I'll probably yes. watch it, but I'll forget to come back.
1: Yeah, it's if it's, it's going to be phenomenal. To we'll text you. Okay. It's, uh, there's a whole lot of shit packed into that. And it makes me almost as excited for that as I am for Moon Knight.
0: See, now if you had told me there was a whole lot of shit packed into it before we started recording... I would have actually taken your offer to watch the trailer and then come back because teaser trailers are usually just that teaser it's like everyone gets excited and you see like half a face in a moon and then it, the name of the fucking show comes up and it's not usually what, worth your time what really
2: what really impressed me by this trailer is that it introduces um characters and ideas and events that we would have had no idea actually happened in this time period but completely fit
1: you're talking about what i think you're talking about
0: yeah okay you can spoil the trailer i mean just inquisitors
1: yeah we have inquisitors in live action finally and i mean what what you're saying about the time period i don't agree with that because i mean it's the same time period as as um what's the hell the rebels so it makes sense that they're there but I never thought we were going to get inquisitors in live action.
2: Well, no, that's just it. That's why, that's why the trailer hits so hard because it's like, Oh my God, here's, here's how they're going to use them live action. And it just, it makes sense.
1: Mm -hmm. And the, the seventh brother, or I think that was the one that showed up, the one with the trash can hat. We get to see him in live action. That was, that was pretty cool. So
0: do we get to see you and McGregor turn into Alec Guinness?
1: I mean, it looks like he's getting there, but that's just naturally. <laughs> yeah. Um. It, it looks like we get to see Obi-Wan get kind of creepily voyeuristic.
2: Well, he's doing what he was asked to do. Yes. That's all.
1: What it boils down to is we see a young Luke Skywalker. He He's watching him. Mm, so,
0: I just want to see the point where he goes from, you know, galactic hero who goes into seclusion because of bad shit to a guy that's confused by the script and really doesn't want to be here but needs the paycheck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll get that far. Okay. I don't I don't know if the galactic may, uh, Alzheimer's will set that in or may not. May
0: not come across on screen. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't
2: think that's <laughs> that. I mean, maybe. <laughs> We're gonna fit that in poor Alec Guinness.
0: That's not the first time you've said that. Good grief, Paul.
1: Good grief, indeed. Uh, so moving on from that, because I mean, you have to watch it. It's going to be amazing. Um, and did you notice the, the release date for this? May 25th.
2: Oh, it's coming quick, yeah. That's good
1: it's not that it's just coming quick it's it's the same day that the original star wars movie was released Mm. so
2: that's interesting i'm that nerd i didn't pick up on that i'm that nerd
1: uh and i predicted to kevin earlier today that or maybe it was to erica i thought it was to you though that we're gonna get more it was to erica she she was bitching that uh that we didn't see Hayden Christensen in the tr- in the teaser trailer. And I said that will be in the footage that we get on May 4th. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, she was pissed at us because we saw it before her, by the way. I don't know if yeah. I told you that. Yeah. I know.
1: I continued to taunt her after that. Like, I had no remorse.
0: This we means we nothing to a, you. Sorry. We live in a day and age where if somebody saw a trailer and you're mad, you can just pull this out and watch it right in front of them. Yeah. I don't.
1: She was mad at us that we didn't send her the link. And I didn't even tell her that I had I, I, I sent you the link. <laughs> but anywho, I mean, it's, it's her problem. I got an um,
2: email the exact same time you sent me the link. And I mean, then, then it was like 25 other ones after that. Yeah. So, uh,
1: Everybody. Yeah. Um, but moving on from that, uh, the only other thing I have is Walking Dead um are we are we finally meeting the real stephanie
0: max well i mean we are we know
2: that yeah we knew that from the very beginning
1: yeah and and some people didn't catch it but i definitely remember her walking away from the ice cream stand the first time
2: yeah it was a real big uh it was a real big kind of um uh uh i don't know what you want to call it mystery tell you know whatever It looked
0: like weird editing.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. really. But but it was there. And what I like about this, this last show was they showed her perspective. It wasn't just reused footage. It was actually her perspective of what she thought happened at the ice cream stand, which was completely different from Eugene's. You go back and watch both. Oh, wait a minute. I might be a week ahead of you guys.
1: Do you have AMC Plus? Sorry. You fucker. I'm the only one that's behind on this then. Because oh. I, I think you guys have both seen Sorry. an episode ahead. No, we got the one where Eugene realizes that... the It was basically the whole mystery of, of Stephanie's disappearance.
2: Sorry. That's
1: where I'm at. That's okay.
2: I'm, I'm not going to say anything else.
1: You said enough. Hugh, you look very confused. Are you not a week yeah, ahead?
0: Yeah. Um, I think I might have missed an episode then. Because the, the the episode I saw this week started with Eugene and Stephanie talking, and I was a little confused because I was like, I don't remember them meeting face to face like that, but I just went with it. So I think I actually missed an entire episode.
2: In the alley? They were talking in the yep. alley. He, yeah. he was burning his hands. Right.
1: That's rip. where the last episode ended for me. That's where I'm at. As Holy of crap. Sunday. I'll so yeah back. you missed something you didn't
2: yo oh, you didn't see the one. Oh, dude you, you need to go back, back. That one. okay
1: because that's, that's huge go back.
2: that's huge
1: and we need to stop discussing this now because he has he's missed a huge episode and yeah i i i can't i can't follow where you've gone kevin well i that. mean
0: if if the uh the issue is or the like the the turn of the episode is what happens right at the beginning where he finds out the truth i mean i mean if that's it i mean i didn't miss a whole lot is there other stuff that happens in that episode it's a phenomenal episode okay the the
1: way it's laid out oh you cannot miss it you have to go back
0: the way he
2: finds out what happens i mean it's it's important
1: very good episode
2: yeah
1: that's i am loving this part of the season we're getting It's renewed my faith in The Walking Dead after the dumpster fire that was Fear of the Walking Dead.
0: I would agree with that, even though I appear to have missed something. It definitely has been. They're firing on all cylinders now, so it's definitely.
1: Oh, without a doubt. And then I was super excited with the announcement about the Negan and what's her name show? Maggie, Isle of the Dead. Thank you. Really?
0: Really? Oh,
2: What's yeah. Her
1: What's her name? That, I, I can tell you what her ass looks like in those jeans. Does that count? Just, just saying.
2: Second, um, just call her second chance, Sally.
1: <laughs> um, What else have we got, guys? What, what, what do we got going on? Nothing. Nothing. All right. It's
0: time to go to bed.
1: It is, and we're wrapping it up early tonight, which is good.
0: This is early? Yeah, no shit. For
1: us, it is. Uh, so I guess it's it's uh, Wisdom Nuggets time? Is thats is that what we're saying?
0: We're saying drop your nuggets.
1: <clears throat> Thank you. Pro tip. Claim your toilet on your taxes. You do your business there. Good night, everybody, and Mega Money Bitches.
0: This has been a GeekPod Network production. I'm not sick, I
2: don't...